tax resolution line at 405-329-9000. Sound off on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. I think, unfortunately for BYU, and the reason I believe that Jackson Dart and Michael Trigg will end up at at at, at Old Miss is because Michael Trigg's not coming to BYU. My firm belief, and from what I'm told, Jackson Dart had an incredible visit at BYU. He was he told BYU that he was very impressed with the direction, with the entirety of the program. Um, he told BYU on Saturday, from what I understand. Um, that he was leaning towards BYU, but that Michael Trigg was undecided and that Trigg was not going to come and take a visit at BYU. To me, all the writing on the wall says they're going old Miss. That seems insane to me. I am. Uh, I don't want this thing to wrap up anytime soon. As much as I say that I do want it to, I'm going to miss these BYU guys and their takes. Once this whole Jackson Dart thing is wrapped up, you know? They've know. kind of, they've kind of been contributors to the show for the past week. I'm gonna I'm gonna miss them when they're gone. I'm I am amazed that they think that Jackson Dart really, really wants to go to BYU, but isn't going to because Trigg wants to go to Ole Miss. So, okay, I'll go to Ole Miss, but man, I really want to play at BYU. My guess is he doesn't want, he either doesn't want to play at BYU and is using that as an excuse, or BYU not wanting to look like they've been turned down is using that as oh, an yeah, excuse. Oh, yeah, 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 sure. And, and, Look, it seemed like they were going to be a package deal and all that to begin with, but I, we see how that works out in this whole transfer portal thing. Right. Two guys say they're, you know, package deals, and then one guy goes to another school. Before, you know, it's like, oh, okay. I guess they're not a package deal. Right. Don't feel too optimistic, though, about either of these two guys to, to OU. Maybe something will happen here down the stretch. Who knows? But I'm not. I am operating under the assumption that neither will be coming to OU. It feels like. The dart to Oklahoma uh, excitement has kind of run dry, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And that's all right, though. I do think that there's if you're if you're a believer in the Caleb Williams to Wisconsin rumor theory uh, hype, then I think dart ends up back at Southern Cal. Here's the good news, is that Jackson Dart isn't a, you know, once-in-a-decade type of guy in the transfer portal. Hmm. There's a Jackson Dart in the portal, seemingly, and I know that we haven't been doing this very long, but it seems like there's always going to be a Jackson Dart in the transfer portal. There's always, if you need immediate help at quarterback, oh, you needed immediate help at quarterback going into the 2019 season. Guess what? They found Jalen Hurts, a guy who had started in a national championship game. So if you don't get Jackson Dart, oh, well. If you need someone via the portal really badly in the future, then there's going to be ample opportunities to get one of those guys. I don't. I don't think we, quote, need Jackson Dart. But 
I do feel like maybe you're minimizing his talents a little bit. I'm not minimizing his talents. I think that he has a chance to be a great player, but what I'm saying is I think that that quarterback is in the portal every year. Every a year? Chance, a, a young quarterback that's, you know, the coach has left or someone else has come in and, and take the number one job. I Yes, I, I think that you, you can almost always find that guy. Okay. Is Dart – let me ask you this. Do you think Gabriel is talented enough to win a championship at Oklahoma? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, sure. I, I don't think that they will, and I don't think that he's good enough individually to take them over the hump where the roster is right now. But if the roster was similar to who you're competing with, I think Dylan Gabriel's good enough. Dude, if, if Stetson Bennett's good enough, Dylan Gabriel's good enough. Yeah, I guess that's true theoretically, but we are, and I don't know that we ever get to the level of, of talent on our roster as far as stars anyways, as what Georgia is right now when they won a championship. We may never get that. So you're saying that, and I, if this is where you're going, I'm fine with it. OU's going to have to have the best quarterback in the college football playoff if they're going to break through and win one. That's that's fine. That's how Clemson had to break okay. through the win. Okay, and, and then off that, I no, I don't think Dylan Gabriel's better than Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Right. Fair? Yeah. I think that's probably fair. I think there is a – I think there's probably a bit of a ceiling with, with Dylan Gabriel. And that's why I look at Dart as a guy that is maybe – maybe has the tools, maybe not right out of the gate to beat out Dylan Gabriel, but at some point maybe has the tools to be able to take your offense to that next level that you're going to have to need whenever you get into the playoff and it's the best of the best of the best. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. And maybe by the time we get to that point, we'll be able to – hit the portal again or maybe have a, a guy groomed, you know, um, an Evers or an Arnold at that point groomed to be able to to take us to that next step. But, you know, I don't know who it's going to be, but this year is the recent outlier, right? Yeah, and that's, that's kind of where I was going is, you know, during this Bama run. But which, we knew that this year was going to be the outlier. That's why yeah, I know, we picked I know. Oklahoma as – being able to make a run. Yeah, that didn't happen. Uh, you know, since this Bama run started, which they, they won their first one with Saban in 09, it's, if someone else has broken through and has won the title, it's taken, like, a legendary dude at quarterback. Uh, Cam Newton at Auburn in 2010, I, that's the best quarterback that's ever rolled through there, I can guarantee you that. Yeah. Uh, Clemson, the two that they won, you had to have Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson. Uh, t- one and two, best quarterbacks they've ever had. LSU had to have the best player, maybe, that they've ever had in Joe Burrow. The outlier this year definitely is Stetson Bennett. But I'm trying to think of the other teams. Um, I guess Ohio State had three guys, but they were playing at pretty high level. It's taken like the best quarterback in school history since this Bama run for other schools to break through, which is a little interesting. And the Ohio State thing was – that was really before you had the consolidation of 
talent like you have now. Oh, that would never happen today. Having right. three guys like that on the same roster, forget about it. Right. And and just and being able to being able to to kind of to push through that like Alabama and Georgia are, are they're those teams I think have gotten and, and everyone is like the sport continues to progress, but I think they're at way different levels than what the competition was at the, that year. Yeah. Now, look, OU's going to get better defensively. They're going to get better with the, the details, special teams, and all that. But if you want to sit there and tell me that they're not, even with Brent Venables, they're going to get much closer, and they may not even be far off. But if you want to sit there and tell me that they won't have the same talent level consistently as Georgia and Alabama, then I'm fine with that, and, and I'm okay with that. So – me included, we're all operating under the assumption that chill out, it's fine. OU quarterback, OU offensively is going to be just fine. Well, judging by the other teams that we just laid out that have won national championships in the past 13 years during Bama's run, we're going to have to be right. OU is going to have to be, quarterback is going to have to be a real, real strength, maybe the strength of the entire football team, if this if this crew is going to break through and win one. yeah. So the same things have to be true with Brent Venables as the head coach as they were before. You've got to have the best quarterback in the game, most right. likely. Right. No, I think that's true. But I think there's a, a really good chance that your margin for error is going to grow substantially. 2017, for instance, we had the best quarterback in college football. We had the most explosive offense in college football. But we had no margin for error because of what we lacked on the defensive side, what we lacked on the uh, you know the special teams, attention to detail side. Now, I think our talent level overall as a football team is down from when it was in 2017, and it's really not debatable. But I think we are – it's it, – it, it's going to be a process. It's not going to be a snap your fingers and it's done. But I think in time we're going to be back to as talented as we were then, probably more so. And I think we're because of what I expect of us defensively, special teams wise, detail wise. I think we're going to end up having a much a way larger margin yeah, for error. Which that goes with it. if they have an offense that resembles the 2017 team, they will win a national championship under Brent Venables. That I have oh. no doubt about. Now that's much easier said than done when you look if at they that have 2017 that offense, offense. Yeah, they'll they'll win. Yeah. Like in in two years, if they if the defense starts to get on the level of what we think it it probably will. Yeah, there's I I, yeah, and absolutely. and if you think the 2018 offense was better, then the Woo! same thing is true, man. So I do. I, I, 2017 well. offense, 2018 offense. Hell, maybe even the 2016 offense. If you're to that level, if you can get there, then they'll they'll break through, and I I think that they'll win one. Now, statistically, I think that the 2018 offense may have been, but they were really close. Uh, Oklahoma in 2018. Average 570 yards a game. Jeez. Number one in the country by a big margin. In 17, they averaged 579, so nine more yards a game uh, in 2017. But they the separation wasn't that much. Oklahoma State was just right behind them. 
10, 10 yards a game behind him. Text line Crazy. says uh, Deshaun Watson was a four star. Burrow was also. It is some luck too. Yeah, there's no oh, L- yeah. LSU got extreme. LSU lucked into a a, a great situation. One hundred percent. There is no doubt about it. Um, do you say that Clemson? I don't feel like Clemson really lucked any into anything. I think I feel like they pretty they pretty much earned that. But yeah, look, the last time OU won a national championship, there had to be some luck. There was no starter that missed any significant time due to injury. So, yeah, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to require a lot of things. Throw some luck in there as well. <laughs> Who won the Natty in 18? Clemson? Yeah, yeah, they won it in 16 and 18. Who won it in 17? 17 was Bama. That was the Tua uh, over Georgia game. Okay. That's the last five-star quarterback to win a national championship then. Stetson Bennett wasn't, that's for sure. Joe Burrow wasn't, that's for sure. Um, yeah, Matt Jones wasn't, so. was yeah, he? Yeah, I don't think Matt Jones was. That's the only one I don't know about. But um, Yeah, and you don't have to be a five-star quarterback to end up as a great player. I mean, we've seen that around here. I think the, the greatest quarterback in OU history was far from a five-star, but what I'm saying is, is you have to figure out a way to have that type of talent again at quarterback. Yeah, right. And a lot of that's development. A lot of it is luck. I mean, there's a bunch of really, really good uh, quarterbacks out there that weren't five-star players, which I'm sure you saw the graphic rolling around um, with all of the players, I think, that were in the NFC and AFC like the playoffs over that weekend and how many of them were oh, yeah. were lower rated like three star type of players um it it was a ton of them so yeah man there's call it luck call it development call it late bloomers whatever it is yeah you you're not always going to have five star guys i mean look at Oklahoma in 2017 had 579 yards a game led by a what was Baker, a three- or four-star kid, three-star? And then the next year we had 570 yards a game led by an outright five-star in Kyler Murray. So, you know, it's you can do it with both. In case you missed it yesterday, OU did add an O-lineman via the portal, Tyler Guyton, TCU to OU. Uh, six foot seven, 312 pounds. He's a big old boy. But he started at H-back against OU last year. Three-star in the 2020 class, redshirt freshman. He'll have three years of eligibility. I didn't know anything about Tyler Guyton before yesterday. But if he's six foot seven, 312, and able to play H-back, there's got to be at least some um, athleticism in there. Yeah, um, I'm sure. I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about him. I really don't. So... Kind of interested to see where they go with it. Uh, big guy, obviously tall. You know, it doesn't have just the overly massive uh, frame and weight that you see sometimes with Bimbo guys. He's kind of in that range and maybe a bit on the the heavy side. But yeah, I, you know, we're going to continue to add there on the offensive line. I don't think there's any doubt that's something. That's one of the spots that 
I think you're going to see where not just this year, but in future years, they're going to continue to add add guys. Yeah, the news from yesterday that'll make you maybe roll your eyes a little bit. Kamar Wheaton, um, no longer with the Alabama Crimson Tide, and a short answer is no. OU's not going to pursue him. Right. Don't know that. Haven't been told that. But um, yeah, I just I don't think OU's going to go that route. Is there is there any chance the Backing up to the uh, the Guyton kid from TCU, is there any chance that this is also a, a play for his high school teammate, O'Shawn Mathis, from TCU that's still in the portal? Sure, yeah, why not? The more the merrier, right? They got scholarships yeah. open right now. Let's, let's fill them up. I bet Patterson at Texas is probably all over O'Shawn Mathis trying to get him to go to Texas, but I don't know. Yeah, um, I, I think you're probably right on the Kamar Wheaton thing. and I I halfway feel like there's a chance, and I don't know the kid. I don't know like what the story is. You know enough of the story. I think we all right. know enough of the story. But what I'm saying is I kind of feel like this is one of those things where he's about to transfer somewhere, and unfortunately, we may not hear from him again. We kind of threw that out earlier, Parker and I did, is like, is is this kind of like the last that we hear of him? He's a former five-star running back, and in any other scenario, people would be jumping left and right to say, hey, yeah, we'll give him an opportunity. But with how known the whole recruiting process was between BAM and OU, I feel like more teams than not maybe just are like, yeah, this is something that we don't want to deal with. Right. We're, we're good on that. We'll 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 find a running back that can that can tote the rock. You know yeah. how people talk in the in that business. Sure. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to go down, but um, hopefully he finds a place and can pull it all together. All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on. Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you Hour 3 of The Rush on this Wednesday. Tyler and Teddy, were inside the Brown O'Haver studio. Taking you home, and hopefully you will be showing your support tonight at 6 p.m. and at 7 p.m. Big basketball night here in Norman. The OU women take on Oklahoma State at home. I uh, feel pretty good about OU's chances tonight in the LNC, and of course it's 7 o'clock. OU is at West Virginia. Big basketball game. West Virginia minus two and a half. Teddy is picking the Sooners tonight, in case you missed it. 69-67 over the Mountaineers. Right. I wish I could be as optimistic as you. I wish I could. But this team is turning the ball over too much. They've got issues offensively. I will pick West Virginia to win. 68, because I'm mature. 68-62, OU loses tonight. Hmm. I know. I don't like it either, but that's my pick. How much West Virginia have you seen? You know, not a whole lot. In the few games that I have seen them play this year, it seems like I've seen kind of their worst outings of the season. Baylor went out there a couple weeks ago, I feel like, and, and, and beat up on West Virginia. I don't know if I've seen them actually win a game this year. So, West Virginia is very gettable. 
Yeah, they have they've lost three straight as well. But you know, they were at Kansas, home against Baylor, at Tech. Not an easy schedule, but that's the Big Twelve. So both teams really need a win right now. West Virginia's two and four in conference, Oklahoma's two and five. So we're both sitting at that that two win mark. Um they I don't know. I think this one's gettable. It's probably going to be really close. Oh, it's definitely going to be really close. I can see how, you know, they're they're favored. They're the home team that typically, um, you know, in the especially in this conference is a is a really big factor. But I don't know. I guess I've got really no reason to pick Oklahoma. We turned the ball over a ton. We really lack any great spark offensively, but, you know, I guess at the end of the day, no one really cares who I pick, so I'm taking Oklahoma. Oh, everyone cares. Well, no one cares who you pick now unless you get it wrong, and then everyone will magically remember and remind you tomorrow. Eh. Same thing with me. When you're like me That's you, fine. and I you like get that. – 69% of your picks wrong, it doesn't really matter. I definitely get 69% of my picks wrong. There's, there's <laughs> no doubt about that. Uh, to the Air Cover Solutions text line, 651-3439. Has Williams posted a tweet yet, which he says, smile, say cheese? Oh, gosh, guys. That's a corny joke right there. Uh, no, he is not. The only picture that's been posted of him is the I heart um, a body part in beer. That's the one that I've seen. Does he is he on Twitter? Uh oh God, yeah. Teddy, everyone on the football team for the past five years is on Twitter. Yeah. I didn't know if that ended up being an Instagram thing. That was or probably what. a requirement if Muleshi recruited you. Like, do you do you have a Twitter? No. Well, if you're gonna join our team, then you have to create a Twitter and a uh, Instagram. So you can post a graphic. Yes. and because we're going to send you like graphics from practice, graphics after the games, and we, we need you to post that. That's what this program's all about. Let me ask you something, and this is, this is showing my ignorance here. Let's say you have a Twitter account, an Instagram account, and a Facebook account. If you post something on Twitter, does it also post on Facebook and Instagram? Yeah, you can you can set it up that way. I don't know about Instagram, but a lot of people, what they post on Facebook, you can link it. Actually, no, it does work that way. Okay. Um, yeah, you can link it to where it posts on all of them. Yeah. All right. I was about to say, that seems like it would get really time-consuming. But I guess if you're scrolling around, though, you have to – It's. Ugh. I don't know how anyone could manage more than one social media site. Oh, Seems I, I'm, exhausting. I manage like six social media sites, okay? So yeah. what you're talking about is a headache, buddy. Uh, welcome to my life from uh, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. every single day. Yeah. Well, you're doing a times. fantastic job. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Kind of you to say that. Uh, Jarek Bernard Converse from Oklahoma State. He's going to LSU. He's a Shreveport kid, so he's going to play for Brian Kelly. That's a pretty big loss for uh, for Oklahoma State right there. And as you talked about earlier, I, I gave you the option. Who's going to be the Baylor? Who's going to be the Iowa State next year in the Big 12? And 
not that OSU is going to go four and eight next season or anything, but there's a chance that they are picked preseason top twenty, and I don't see them replicating the same success that they had last year. Reason being, they'll be okay defensively. I don't think they'll be as good defensively. More will be put on the shoulders of Spencer Sanders, and how could you trust him game in and game out to right. you know deliver performances consistently that would make them have an eleven and one season? Yeah, I'll tell you though, man, give it up. Pretty good job by Gundy being able to bring in Mason. Yeah, right? no, it's, it's it's a really it's a good hire. And, and you know what? You give him credit because he's he's had good hires before at OC and defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. But some of those hires, it's you know he he discovered that guy. He gave that guy his big break. And Derek Mason was was the head coach at Vanderbilt, right? And it's not like he tore it up out there. But this feels like one of the more like the bigger heralded names that he's brought into to OSU. Yeah, and he normally isn't able to get, you know, an established coordinator out of the SEC. He, it seems like he got tired of his guys getting poached, so he started going to, you know, smaller, smaller and smaller schools for those guys, and it kind of still happened. So I think he it feels like he's back to getting as big of a name as he can and I I think it's a great hire. I think it's it's going to be really good in recruiting for them. Um yeah, it's but you know, he's coming in with the expectations of trying to pick up where the defense left off and frankly, it's just not fair because that that defense was really experienced. A bunch of guys that had played a ton of football. You had super seniors on there. It's it's just not – he's not going to have the same – he's going to have a talented group. There's some good talent there. But he's not going to have that experience level. Um, we'll see if he can bring him up to speed, though. Yeah. It, he's hard to get a read on, like, what he's thinking about his coaching future. Like, I don't – the last spot that he coaches will be Oklahoma State. Like I, I, I definitely believe that. But how much longer that he wants to do it, that's that's hard to tell. If I had to venture a guess, I, I feel like he's not thinking about retiring necessarily You know, in the next two to three years or anything. I, I'm going to guess he likes the idea of being in this new Big 12 where he's going to be a real contender to win the conference every single year. Uh, I think there's a lot of truth to that. And... Here's the thing, man. We joke about it. It's halfway joking, halfway serious, but I think, for lack of a better way to put it, I feel like Gundy farts around for a couple of years until he's got a really experienced group, and then he dials in for a year or two and squeezes everything he can out of that group, and then kind of goes back to farting around again until the that some of those guys gain some experience and they're able to make a run and I I feel like that's kind of the cycle. They just went and won a Fiesta Bowl with a a great close out of the season over Notre Dame and that's that's bought him some time. You said farting around for lack of a better uh, term there, but I adamant I 100% believe that Gundy does use the <laughs> phrase farting around like very frequently. I feel like that's one I of his I feel like you may days. have a clip in there of him saying, "All right, that. guys, quit farting around. Let's go. Let's come on. <laughs> Practice in 30." <laughs> oh man. Uh 12 win 
season for him, man. That's that's big time. After having to take the pay cuts, um, you know, the conversation about are they going to fire him? A lot of Oklahoma State fans were finally, after all these years, starting to call for his job, right? And then he goes out and goes 12-2, and two, and miraculously, those same fans forgot all about wanting him fired. On the uh, subject of leaving, again, I don't, I don't think – Mike Gundy's gonna gonna leave OSU. Nor do I ever think that Mike Dallas Gundy's Cowboys. Mike Gundy's never gonna get fired. It would be one of those where he just retires. He's gonna get fired. He point. already would have been. Yeah, yes, that's true. So, but it makes me think about the the situation at OU, and there was just so much shock when Muleshoe left because it was. There's no way. There's no way I ever thought that this guy. You don't leave OU, and this guy sure doesn't. He's just lucky to be here. I don't think Brent Venables would ever do anything like that, right? But OU fans have already been burned on this deal. Like, the thought of Brent Venables eventually doing it too is enough to maybe kill everyone around here. Yeah, I, I don't I, I don't, that. I don't think that. I don't think that that would ever happen. I really don't. I don't either. Like, if I had to guess, this is not the last head coaching job. This is the last coaching job if it goes right, that Brent Venables will ever have. I I tend to agree with that. Well, let me throw a scenario at you. Saban retires. Sveeney goes to Alabama. Clemson head coaching job is open. Any chance? Oklahoma's maybe floating around, had success, but can't get over the hump. I don't. I don't think so, man. I, no? I really don't. I, I think that the excitement and the appreciation is actually genuine, and sure that can change over time. I'm, I'm sure Muleshoe was very, you know, genuine about how lucky he was to be here. I don't. I, I don't. I don't think that he's going to leave for another job. I just don't think that he's. And not that it makes you a bad guy if you leave for another job. It doesn't. I just don't think Brent Venables is that type of dude, though. He seems like he's kind of. He's pretty loyal to his core. It was it was very hard for him to leave the defensive coordinator role at Clemson to take the head coaching role at Oklahoma. He was you know, he shed tears over it frequently. Um, you know, he he was very heartfelt whenever he he you know, voiced his appreciation for that community and all that they had done for him and, and all of that. So, yeah, I think you're probably right. I, I think he seems to be a guy that's going to be really tied to what happens here, whether it be success or failure. Like, it's, it's going to be his and he's going to own it. And I, and I don't know that, that that necessarily equates to being the head coach here for 20 years. I don't I don't know what that means, but I I don't think that it doesn't feel like he would take the the next best offer, but I don't know. And I don't like the way that I see college football unfolding in the next 10 years is I think that the SEC it's going to be so consolidated like that's where the best players are going to go, that's where the most money is at. I feel like if you want to win a national championship, if you're serious about it, then you better be at a job at a big-time program in the SEC. I just The way that this conference is set up now, I don't feel like a whole lot of outsiders are going to be in a position to win it. Ohio State still will be. They'll still be a power. Maybe Clemson will be, but I think we're about to see a long run of 
teams that win this thing are are coming from from that conference. So I don't think that Brent would leave the SEC to go to a situation in the ACC where it's going to be really hard to be an outsider and break through. Well, Clemson and FSU are about to be in the SEC. Yeah, I've heard that for 10 years now. All right, quick timeout. A couple of segments left. Hit us on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 651-3439. Um, we had a lot of conversations on and off. Uh, he was he was definitely my guy up there at Clemson. Um, so to to you know have that guy kind of like I wanted to run through I wanted to run through a wall from then. You know what I mean? Just to obviously it didn't necessarily shake out that I went to Clemson, but guess what? I'm here. I went. I end up going here and uh, fun stuff. And now he's here. So uh, it's really just kind of feelings reignited. You know, I, I, I love that guy uh, as far as this concern and just the stuff he said. He's going to coach us hard, but he's going to love us harder. You know what I mean? We're gonna we're gonna be a he's he's been the gold standard for what a defense is the past fifteen years. You know what I mean? So when you have a guy like that and you have a guy like that who's talked to you multiple times one on one, then you understand and you realize that this is this is how this is what it's going to be. You know, when you have a guy who's coaching all these national championships, when you have a guy who's who again has been the standard for defense, then I think that it's it's really special and really important that I get to play for that guy. Reggie, G- Reggie Grimes on Brent Venables. Sure that that's the feel right now is uh, the buy-in factor with the new staff has got to be a lot easier when Brent's like, hey, uh, here's my track record. I've won a few national championships, and yeah, we've been pretty awesome at every single stop I've been to. It doesn't sound like OU's fighting any of that right now, and maybe if they were, we wouldn't know it right now from the outside, but in terms of the buy-in factor, and there's a lot more hurdles to clear, at least initially, it seems like everyone that is still there is like, yeah, this is good, and it might actually work out a lot better for me. Well, yeah. I mean, if I'm wrong about that feel, then by all means. I just, that's no, the no, feel I, that I get. I don't have any different uh, – I haven't heard anything differently. I think it's, I think it's natural – Whenever there's been some type of change happen, everyone envisions that it's going to go the absolute best possible, both for the team, for the program, and for everyone individually, right? Oh, this new scheme that we're running, defense is going to be, um, you know, first and foremost, this is going to be so much better for me, and, you know, I'm going to have an opportunity to shine, he won championships at Clemson. He's going to end at Oklahoma. He's going to win at uh, championships again. This is going to be awesome. But there is a lot of really, really hard work between now and that moment. It doesn't just happen because one guy took over the program. So I, I, 
I think everyone is really excited right now. The question is, does that stay or does it turn into guys being upset at how hard it is and that it's not really turning into something new and better for them individually? Sure. I I tell you, you know, another contributing factor to all this that I really like is everything's being run different now. And especially for these holdover guys is that, man, especially if you're playing on defense, we keep getting the question, we got it today from a couple people, is like, okay, well, you're talking about RSJ, Robert Spears Jennings, at a broken arrow. You're talking about Jaron Kanak. Like, what are their opportunities right away to get on the field? And my answer to that, whether it's RSJ, whether it's Jaron Kanak, whether it's Jaden Rowe, like, list pretty much every defensive guy coming in. Yeah, they definitely got a chance to play right away. So not only is it a little bit of a wake-up call to these holdovers, you know, how things are going to be run, but if you don't do them the right way, if you don't have a great offseason, then there's a lot of these true freshmen they are going to be pushing for playing time right away. Right. Yeah. There are, and there's, there's always going to be, or there should always be good talent coming in. Um, but you've heard Venable say this. In a perfect world, those guys don't play right away. Absolutely. But we're not in a perfect world now, are we? Nope. We are We are in a different position to where like, we are going to be lacking some experience defensively. And you've seen that addressed by some of the moves in the transfer portal. So uh, I do think so, that some of the young guys are going to have opportunities, but it's not going to be handed to them, and it's not going to be easy. Yeah, like it's not. Yeah, in a perfect world, sure, you'd love to have like old fifth-year seniors out there, maybe starting for you. I don't know, but I don't think it necessarily has to be a bad thing for a first-year head coach to be a little young on the roster. Um, it's probably easier to kind of establish what you want your program to be about to a wide-eyed true freshman than it is a fourth or fifth-year senior that's There's been through the that. ringer a little bit. There's truth to that, that it, that wants to question everything and have pushback on everything. Yeah, I think there's some truth to that. You know, I I still, and I know we're going to be in a little bit different spot because of, you know, just the some of the overall talent and specifically on defensively just because we've lost so many guys. You know, there's going to be more opportunity for the younger guys because of that. But I still, even though I think our numbers are thin with experience, I still, and I'm never going to change this until I start to see it really, you know, be consistent. I'm not going to pick true freshmen to win positions unless it's D-line or corner. Oh, I'm going to pick it all over the place this offseason. Yeah? Yeah, we need content filler. Kendall says, would OU fans be upset at Venables if he left Oklahoma to be the head coach at Clemson, let's say in like 10 years? Yes. Neil Young won't be in the poorhouse anytime soon. He just sold half of his music catalog for like $150 million. A Southern man don't need him around. Right. No, he's not going to be poor um, at all. He just won't be on Spotify. He just won't be on Spotify. <laughs> Gundy yeah. ain't going nowhere. He got a QB in the waiting by the name of Lil Gundy. Uh, OSU football talk. Z snoozing emojis. 
I find that I fart around more when I start squeezing. Nice. <laughs> Real mature. Hey, we don't want a mature audience, okay? Yeah, that doesn't fit us. Yeah, we had someone text a, a long Joe Dirt quote yesterday. That's more of our wheelhouse. Yes. On ESPN during the TCU-Texas game, they had a list of the top nine teams with the biggest strength of schedule. The whole Big 12 Conference. But hey, we're a weak conference, right? Well, yeah, Big 12 basketball stinks. Yeah. It's a yard bird take right there. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to find it. Brent from Jink says, if OU had an average defense with Baker and Kyler, we'd have two to three national titles. Defense wins championships, period. Period. Well... And it hasn't really – it hasn't been done in any other way. You know, we were going to continue – There's been some really good offenses that have won recently, but those really good offenses had really good defenses. Yeah. OU was going to try to be the outlier in, in terms of winning a title with the previous staff. And, you know, there's all these boy wonder quarterbacks or these boy wonder head coaches right now, not only in college football but in the NFL – and, hey, some of those boy wonder hires are, are working out okay. Sean McVay, they got a chance to win a Super Bowl this year. Zach Taylor, they this is the best season that Cincinnati's probably the second best season they've ever had yeah. right now, right? Well, let me but just those say, guys haven't won one. Right, that's true. But let me just say real quickly about the boy wonder Sean McVay. He's young, but he has like – 15 or 18 years of NFL experience. Yeah. You know, he's been, I don't know how he got his, wasn't his dad or his grandpa like the GM for the 49ers back in the day or something? Yeah. I mean, he was at, he was in Washington uh, a a while back too. They had an incredible, I think, um, was uh, Kyle Shanahan there at the time, maybe? Yeah. They, but that, Kyle Shanahan, um, Kyle Shanahan and, McVeigh and maybe Lef- no Lafleur and yeah Lafleur was there yes two of them were um, however whichever the two two of the three were GAs together as well just saying college, that that right? type of head coach hasn't really won anything no, substantial just All right. yet quick timeout more from the rush coming up we'll wrap it up next the choice is easy in the new year it's the Ref Radio Sports Network your home for Sooner fans. Hey, Seth, you want to hear our New Year's resolution this year here at Seth 